We never drift into a normal Christian life. Rather, we must practice and pursue. A normal Christian life begins with the realization that we are different from the world and the desire to be constrained by the Lord to live to Him. Today, we continue the series entitled Our Practice with excerpts taken from a time of fellowship with Brother Andrew Yu in Los Angeles, California in May 2009. In this episode, our brother shares many practical points on having a normal Christian life and service from the outline of Message 8 in the book, Messages Given to the Working Saints. A link to this book and to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. We have to be vitalized first before we can get into that service. So, life first, service second. It's not just uh, a truth that we get from Matthew 25. It's, it's an experience. Okay. So, with that, I'll just quickly go over the outline. Number one is a normal life. And number two is the normal service. And feel free to read with me as I read through it. Uh, otherwise, I'll just read it. Um, but sometimes when I read it monotonously, um, the spirit goes out. So we have to be aware that we always have to exercise our spirit, even when we're, <laughs> even when we're reading, and even when you're reading. Okay, A, being different from the world. Yes, that's right. We have to be different from the world. And that's actually one thing that Hank Hanegraaff said when we were on this trip. He said, he said American Christianity has been so much s- surrender to the world and just go along with the American culture. There's no difference. And uh, what I see, what he saw with you brothers, is that you actually is a he didn't use the word, but that's what he meant, an anti-testimony, you know, something that stands out. And that's what we have to be. We have to, we have to be um, a holy priesthood, First uh, Peter chapter 2. Number one, those in the world belong to the world are for the world. Two, the believers belong to the Lord and are for the Lord. By the way, let me say something. Um, I don't make comments about the world economy, but let me make one comment about the economy, this meltdown. I think it is great for the church life. You know, in the last chapter in Genesis, when there was the great meltdown, the seven lean years, everybody sold everything to Joseph. So eventually, Joseph owned everything. Well, you know what? When you lose your job, and I'm not hoping that you would lose your job. But when you lose your job, you take away the excuse that you have no time to pursue the truth. You know, I read this article and it says that they're in Europe, all over, they're encouraging people to, um, to drop their salary and then half of the time is paid, half of the time is volunteer. Or if they want to come, they come. If they don't want to come, then Effectively, it's just cutting off everybody's time to make it half time. Well, whether your company is doing that or not, I don't know. But uh, 
when when the economy is bad, it's good for the church life because then people have time for the church life. You know, um, in China, in the rural countryside, those people they love the Lord so much because they have the time. Then they, once they move to the city, you know, urban city life is a bad thing. You know, it's it's that Batman city. You know what what's that called? Gotham City. It's it's bad. Urban city life is very very bad for church life. Well, economical downturn is good for you know it's really good for the church life. Of course, it's also very good for the gospel because the white horse always goes with the black horse, and the black horse is famine, right? Famine is just economical downturn. That's just just another word for it. So it. You know, people say, pray for prosperity. Prosperity will shut off the gospel, whereas famine will bring in the gospel. Yeah. So you have to see it in a very positive light. And uh, beyond that, I'm not going to say any more. But I'm telling you, it's it's golden years for us to give ourselves to the church life. Yeah. We belong to the Lord, and we are for the Lord. Then be. Being constrained by the Lord to live through the Lord, Amen. Then C, setting up a schedule of one's daily life. Okay, here's the thing. That's where the Achilles' heel is. We don't set up schedule. We we don't even want to talk about that. And uh, I'm not talking about you know that ch- checklist. I'm talking about having some kind of regularity. You know, even a, an invisible schedule, but that's where our weakness is. I don't know how many of you actually plan out your finance. Um, in other words, how much you earn and itemize how much you spend, expense, expense item. Well, you know, we never talk about that. We we don't even talk about that in the full time training. But let me tell you um, a testimony. When people they come to serve in the living stream, that's the first thing I tell them. I said living stream does not hire anybody. Living stream has no employee. All everybody is a volunteer. You come here because you want to serve the ministry. But for some. If they give up their job and they come and serve, then they have nothing to feed their children, and they have no roof uh, where they can sleep under. I said, so we take care of the roof and we take care of feeding the children. That's all. So what do you do? I don't. I don't ask how many years you have worked in this and that. I don't ask how many degrees. I don't ask any of those things. I just say, go home and pray. And then itemize every aspect of your life: the health, the house, the um, uh, clothing, the giving, every everything. Itemize them, and then pray over I- every item, and then put a number there, and then get the bottom line, and then let let me take a look at it, and we'll pray over that list. Well, that's 
I think that is a very good way for those that come to the living stream to serve. But it really should be the way for every every one of us. Uh, you know, you, you, you go and uh, you say, Lord, I volunteer to be a priest to serve in your, in your company. Okay, so the first thing is sanctify your living. Schedule. Itemize. And then you'll see uh, what are the, the fat, the pork, the things that need to be cut off. And when you do that, you know, people say uh, they, they spend, they spend, they spend, and then, and then at the end, then they give whatever is remaining to the Lord. Well, that's, that's really not giving. That's, that's, I don't know what that is. Um, but, you know, here it says, even in our finance, we have to budget ourselves. Now, I'm just, I'm not saying that that is the only thing that makes a vital living. Uh, I'm saying that that's one of them. So, you read that. It's a setting up a schedule of one daily life. What does that mean? One that is suitable, suitable for living to the Lord and serving Him. And then two, you have to budget time, energy, and finances. See, I didn't say it. Brother Lee says it here. Your time, you have to budget it. If you don't budget it, you never get the time to study the truth. And uh, some of you heard that I've been helping some of the saints to get into the recovery version, and we call it the RSG. If you don't like the acronym, that's okay. Just get into the practice. That's good. But the thing is, here's the thing. Seven times a year is good, but that's one track. And if you think that just by doing that, then you'll live a normal, vital living, I'm telling you, just that is not enough. Because you do need to have a schedule pursuing life. Pursuing. The Christian life is a life of pursuit. Once you stop pursuing, you stop your Christian life. You know, uh, I don't care what stage of life you're in. You have to pursue. And uh, Brother Lee, one time he said, he said, the, even the human life is a life of, the physical life is a life of fighting. You get up in the morning, you have to fight to live. If you lose the willingness to live, even your physical life, you, you would lose, you would be gone. And that's more true as you get older. Well, it's true physically. It's more true spiritually. Very true. If, if, if you want to live a normal Christian life, you have to will to want to live the Christian life. You don't slide into it. You don't, you don't glide into it. You don't automatically get ushered into it. No. The Christian life is an active, passive life. You know, in Acts 2 it says, be saved. And that word is active-passive voice. Brother Lee says, it's active-passive. It's be, that means passive. You can't do anything. But you have to want to be. (laughs) So the Christian life, you have to realize, you know, now even the young people knows that. If you just don't fight, you won't get help to get the right 
body weight. You have to fight together. You know, you, you, don't, you don't glide into it. Well, exactly the same thing is true spiritually. That vision, I think that vision needs to, be, to get into all of, the, all of the young ones that the Christian life itself. Consider 1 Corinthians chapter 9, how Paul views the Christian life. The entire Christian life is a race. You know, on the one hand, it's a walk. But on the other hand, it's a race. You know, it's a, it's, it's a stokeo. It's, it's not just sauntering, wandering around. Okay, having a budget in time, energy, and finance. A, setting aside a fixed time every week and every day for the Lord. B, there being the need to budget one's strength for the Lord as well. You don't, you don't have unlimited strength. C, in budgeting our finances, that which is for the Lord should be increased according to the prosperity bestowed by the Lord. So that's the bottom of the iceberg. That's the biggest part. Then, if you have that, then the normal service. Normal service, number one, offering up our bodies and our time. One, according to budget. Two, not owing the Lord. Well, you know, I know how a lot feel. Once they come to this word, their conscience just condemns them. I, I owe the Lord so much, I can't, I can't even clear, clear that debt. You know, and there's no foreclosure. <laughs> and there's no bankrupt that I can go to. I just have to be eternally owing to the Lord. Well, fortunately, the Lord, the Lord always takes short account. You know, whatever you owe him for the last 10 years, that's, you know, he can, he can just wipe it off with one slate. But we, we shouldn't keep owing the Lord. We shouldn't be those that owe the Lord. We should be those that feel, Lord, I did my part, and I'm happy. And the rest is up to you. I, I'm not a superman. I just do my part. But in my spirit, I know that I haven't owed you anything. We, we can't owe the Lord. Um, on and on and on. Then your conscience will condemn you so much, and your feeling of life will be so much insensitized. It's just... It's very bad for you. Okay. <laughs> B, preaching the gospel to gain new ones. And uh, I used to say, uh, previous few years in the perfecting training, I said, step number one, get everybody to get vitalized first, then step number two, and everybody go out and preach the gospel. Well, you've got to do both at the same time. Amen. Don't just wait until you're vitalized, oxidized, and then you go out. No. While you're doing your morning revival, starting to have your uh, scheduled reading of the Bible, while you're listening to your MP3, at the same time, have a willingness before the Lord. Lord, I start right here, even though it's very small. I start taking care of your people, and I start giving you an hour, half an hour, two hours every week just to go out and contact people. And uh, I've heard so many good stories, not of full-timers, but working saints who, who just diligently and just um, 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 uh, consistently uh, practice that. And they come back 
And what I appreciate is not how many fruits they gain and how many how open people are, and uh, that's wonderful. But how much they have themselves have been um, revived and uh, and uh, become vitalized, becomes become strong in the Lord. That's important. The important thing is um, not how much you do it one time. You know, we can we can get ourselves into a a gospel preaching mood and when we get into ourselves into that mood we're afraid of nobody you have that experience when you're in the full time training <laughs> uh, when you first get on campus you're just so worried and after you get, get uh, you do it once or twice then you, you're not afraid of that anymore well it's uh, to, to do it one time two times that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about Building up a habit, a habit. Preaching the gospel is part of the church life. We have to be a gospel-preaching church, not only a church that preaches the gospel. We have to be gospel-preaching believers. We have to be track-passing believers. That's our part of our living. And if, if you're not, start building that up. Um, I, I appreciate when there's a gospel meeting and you spend three hours praying or spend three hours going to the campus, I appreciate that. But more so, you know, uh, you know, this is the three, three, three legs. And you want a stool to stand, you have to have three legs. And one is truth, one is life, and one is the gospel. And if you only have two, it's not going to stand. And if you want a normal Christian life, you have to have an gospel preaching life, preaching the gospel to gain new ones, being interested in sinners, praying for the unbelievers, not being something of a temporary zeal. See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. But functioning in a normal and regular way. Then C, taking care of the home meetings and perfecting the new ones. And now we're talking about companionize and uh, you, you take the people into your little companion of two and three and start reading the Bible with them. Very, very wholesome. Very, very effective. And uh, the brothers from USC, they can testify. I was just talking to them uh, yes, yesterday or this morning. Uh, uh, they took the charge since uh, uh, Plano of last year, summer. They took the charge and I said, just go out for one hour every week and don't ask anything and do it for one year and then after one year come back and let's compare. And uh, they've been doing it since last August. Now they got uh, 16, I think, people baptized and their goal is 24 and so they're two-thirds there and of the 16 people, 80% 80% of them is remaining and staying in the church life and coming to the meeting every week. The other three, they just got captured by Christianity, which is fine. Uh, you know, we, uh, it's fine. But, you know, 80%, that's wonderful. Okay, I, I know these are Chinese uh, uh, students, uh, scholars. Well, you say, okay, they're special people. I don't know what kind of people they are. They're just from the Mars. They, they're, they're different from average America. I, I take that. You know, I, I give a, a sort of a margin of 
not error, a margin of uh, uh, digression. But still, even if you take a certain percentage of that, still, you should, even if you have 50% of that, if, even if you have 50% of that, still, that's, that's, that's a great number. How about you? You know, how, how much have we, not how much fruit you gain, how much have you been practicing? That's the point. How much have you been practicing this? You know, in Anaheim and in Fullerton and Irvine now, they're very much encouraging the saints to pass out one track a day. Well, that's the minimum you should do. Pass out a track a day. Uh, that's almost doing nothing. But it at least keeps the water somewhat warm. Otherwise, that gospel water would become completely cold. When you pass out one track, it at least keeps it lukewarm. <laughs> All right. Amen. C, taking care of the home, home meeting. Okay, that, what I was saying is then when you get these new ones, bring them to the companions. Of course, if you have Saturday home meetings, then that's good too. Considering the new ones is, okay, I don't need to read those small points. Then I'll go on to D, helping the meetings, contacting the saints. Um, once you become vitalized, you will be useful and become helpful in all the meetings. Uh, in a young people's meeting, that's a lot of help that can, you can render them. Um, in the children's meeting, and of course, in the group meeting, and then in the Lord's Day morning meeting, um, helping the meetings, and then contacting the saints. Um, and again, I'm not going to read the small points. Then E, attending the district meetings, mainly by prophesying, building up the church. Before and after the meeting, contact the new attendants and the other saints. Exercise to function in the meetings by testifying or prophesying. Practice <laughs> the voice and the proper use of time. That's technique. Practice following the flow of the meeting and caring for others' feeling. Okay. These... I tell you, um, I see that in the coming five years, a lot of your age group will take up the leadership of the church meetings. But what I'm saying is, uh, what's the use for you to take up a leadership uh, when yesterday you're just so bummed out and you're just so out of it, and then today you just start... Uh, being ushered into the first row. That is not going to help. That is not going to help the church. The church doesn't just need young faces. The church needs vital people. And that's why I'm burdened. Sure, we're trying to do everything we can to open up more fields, maybe more districts, so that you can sit there in the first row and function and have more ownership and have a feeling that the church does not belong to Don or belong to anybody uh, of the elders but belong to yourself that's good that's necessary but that's only part of it the, the main part again I say the bottom of the iceberg is that we ourselves got to be uh, vital in life and in service first and when I say service I mean these things that we're talking about uh, in Chinese 生养教建 it's uh, beget uh, the four steps of the God-ordained uh, way. 
the beginning, the nourishing, um, the perfecting, and then the, the building up the, in the prophesy. Okay, then the building up of the body of Christ. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.com.